You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. With Shannon Lee and Rachel Cobb, check. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? We've got our pal Alex Weber joining us yeah. today. Welcome to the Playing With Balls sportscast, Alex. Guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for playing with balls with me. This You're welcome. Perfect. Thanks for yeah. playing with our balls. It's yeah. our pleasure. Um, we're super excited to have Alex on today. He's a friend of ours. Um, in addition to some of the things he does with comedy, um, he's also a host, and he is a cartoon artist, <laughs> and he has ties to sports, and I'm probably missing a ton of things. Um, but your resume is full. That's... that's that's one Thanks. thing to be sure, Alex. Mm-hmm. Alex is doing a lot of good stuff. Um, and also, like I said, he's tied to sports both personally and professionally. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're super happy to have you here today, Yeah, Alex. it's awesome. I uh, Yeah, I'm psyched to be here. I, I, uh, I love sports, and I talk a lot about them to myself maybe so it's exciting <laughs> to talk to other people who may or may you know not yeah. listen to me but yeah it's, they uh, say geniuses talk to themselves do they yeah that's, so that's maybe kind. you're a genius crazy people also do <laughs> yeah. and that too yeah. <laughs> yeah I talk to myself but geniuses sure. are also crazy yeah so it's it's you know hey it, it's good to talk to yourself right it is I mean yeah. I do it all the time usually I'm yelling at myself because I can't <laughs> find anything um, pep talks you know pep talks. Yeah. Oh, I'm my own talk. life coach you yeah. know coaching yeah, you're a pretty happy guy though you, you could be yeah, like a am, life coach i am well i coached uh i coached a high school across a big high school out here harvard westlake uh, i ran that program for three years and uh what did you coach there lacrosse oh um, yeah you're big in lacrosse yeah real big in it we uh we actually did win the the championship there and uh, i got coach of the year which meant a lot oh my and god so, uh, we I, didn't I, even I, know yeah, we were having I, coach of the year that's huge i dig i dig sports hard yeah. that's awesome what yeah, are your favorite yeah. sports uh, well, I got to say lacrosse. Well, outside of course, um, yeah. I love football. I love football because the media around it, it's, it's obviously like an amazing sport, and some of the athletic moves they pull off is mind-blowing, but the announcers make it a soap opera. Right. Like, it is so entertaining. Yeah to follow athletes. Yeah. You know, like, where's Johnny Manziel going to end up? Or, oh like, my Colin God, Kaepernick yeah. and the 49ers. I and mean, like, he's going to end up in jail. Probably. Oh, yeah. Probably. No, I think he actually is. Or on a reality there show. There was a really yeah. sad photo someone took of, like, Tuesday afternoon, 4 p.m., and he was at, like, a happy hour, and someone was like, Manziel, clocking in. And yeah. it was oh, like... God. You know what? I fucking hate Johnny Manziel. Why? I always... I always have. Because he was so cocky in college. He went into the draft like, oh, I'm Johnny Manziel. I'm going to be first-round pick. And then he didn't do anything that everybody... Like, he was so hyped up. I mean, he did some things, but, like, I felt like he was super cocky and there was a lot of hype around him. And you kind of don't win when um, you actually don't win. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You lose. <laughs> when you don't that win, was, you lose. That was very American Pie, the first one. Yeah. You don't score until you score. Exactly. Yeah, that, was... <laughs> that might be the most profound thing I say today. Yeah. But, it's a little Yogi um, too. So, Alex, where are you from? Uh, I'm from New York. Um, from north of New York City, Westchester County, which is a just a great little little woodsy hometown. A lot yeah. of drinking in cul-de-sacs, and we'd steal like golf flags from golf courses. Like that sounds so badass. So yeah. like white <laughs> badass. Yeah, like, to- totally. It's like let's go to the squash court. Oh, yeah. we used to oh drink on the railroad tracks. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, we had, and we had some place called the farm. It wasn't even a farm. It just was like a field that no one that no cops really came to so that was called it the farm 
it was just like a big open field and like every once in a while like a weird scary person would walk by sure. and we would just be like I don't think they're a part of our crew. <laughs> and they were just like hitchhikers or people moving along. But yeah, we did the same thing. But I feel like when you're in high school and before you're 21, so you like, yeah. that's like, at the time it seemed so sad, but like fun too. You know? So fun. It's like so dark at the tracks. Like who's here? You can't even yeah. say, you know? We, we, Was would, it like we that? Would, oh my God. We would call my, my buddy's cul-de-sac. We would call the jungle <laughs> and we'd have parties there and we would just play Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle on repeat. <laughs> Oh and my god. Pound Natty Light. That's awesome. <laughs> and we were like, it doesn't get better. Oh yeah. my god, Natty's at Milwaukee's best. That was a that was a staple. But I was oh like god. I don't know. We didn't have railroad tracks in the city of Chicago. I like I grew up in the city. So we would I had a fake idea at like sixteen and would just really? go to the bars. I guess Chicago, yeah, I guess you have that. Yeah. I got I, but I, that was a little dangerous. Like yeah. sixteen dancing on a bar. Living on Probably the edge over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chicago's a good folk, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, get married, you know. Yeah, yeah. they are. <laughs> Except I didn't do any of those good folk things and I left Chicago. <laughs> and here we all sit. And here we are talking about balls. Talking about balls. So you went to uh, college in my hometown city. Yeah, in Philly. Philly. I uh, I played lacrosse uh, at UPenn, which was uh, it was, was awesome. Like? It was uh, what's that? I said, what was that like? Yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was like you know I was I was very diehard sports all growing up and especially uh, in high school. Like I was so obsessed with it. So then playing D one, it was Ivy League. So it was it was intense and also pretty douchey. Uh, it was a good <laughs> balance of that. Um, but it was fun, and I was talking to someone about it today. Like, my balance there was we would be, like, top ten one year and then get the shit kicked out of us the next yeah. year. So I saw both sides of it. Uh, so, like, there'd be, like, games with, like, thousands of people, and then there's other games where I walk out and be like, what's up, Mom? Like, thanks for coming. Like, no one's here. That's so funny. Yeah. No one wants your autograph. Yeah, but UPenn no. is – is UPenn considered Ivy League? I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Yeah. It is. It's in the middle of uh, – it's the middle of Philly, so we'd be like walking down to games, and there'd be like a homeless person, like, "What the fuck well, oh, is no, that you, stick?" Yeah, yeah, what am I saying? UPenn has the best business school in this country. Yeah, Wharton. Wharton. I wasn't yeah. in that. Um. <laughs> you were on the lacrosse team, yeah. but that's like better than you know, like the football team where you're majoring in. Like, uh, what yeah. did Shaq major in? Shaq major? Yeah, Shaq got not at UPenn, but oh. he like went and got a degree. Oh, you don't remember seeing like, Shaq at UPenn? <laughs> no, like he would draw some eyes. Yeah, right. He got, I like, he was, like, like geology like, or like yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Social yeah. graces. That's what they say about Michael Jordan that he's like UNC's highest grossing uh, grad and he was into like geology or like oceanography or yeah. something. Yeah. You have like a real degree. I do. I don't I mean, I'm more it. legit. <laughs> What's your degree in? Political science and economics. Oh, and that's then, a real degree. <laughs> yeah. And then senior year, it's a true story. Senior year, I was doing that. Knew I didn't want to do it. Knew I loved dick jokes and sports <laughs> and all this shit. And senior fall, uh, ate mushrooms with some of my best friends just talked all night built a campfire which in Philly was lighting a phone book on fire yeah and <laughs> next day woke up and was like that's it I'm doing entertainment shit wow. and uh yeah by the all way I want to make a comment that in 2016 you could be in politics and tell dick jokes and probably still be our president so yes. I just want to put that out there that's true in I case think, you change your mind I think Dwayne Johnson and I didn't even have to say the rock there no I didn't have to I knew who you were talking yeah. about yeah yeah <laughs> I think, I honestly think he will make a good bid in like eight years. So really? it's going to be yeah. what, him and Kanye? Ha! 
Oh my god! Could you I mean, imagine? Kanye would go independent. He'd probably be an independent. People candidate. think we're fucked now, you know. Right. Yeah. And, but like this conversation, we're gonna play it back in like eight years and be like, we predicted <laughs> it. <laughs> also, people who are some people who are listening are like, you burn phone books. What's a phone book? Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, I don't like, know why it wasn't that long ago. I don't even know why Philly still gave them. No, but times just change. Yeah. Everything's just changing yeah. so quickly. It is. So can I ask you when you ask when everything. you were playing lacrosse? Yeah. That was sh- what shortly after or during the Duke lacrosse sure. scandal. Was, so how did that um, affect you? It was all right, actually there was an interesting thing. So the Duke thing came out and like there's a great doc on it called Fantastic Lies on uh it was a thirty for thirty ESPN mm-hmm. and Netflix and all that. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Um they just it was the perfect example of like they checked every box right. to make sense that they did it, but they didn't. They didn't. Right. Um, and like they were not, I'm sure being wholesome dudes. Like they had a party and had prostitutes and I'm sure we're talking like shit bags mm-hmm. but that's a big difference than raping someone uh, right yeah <laughs> but uh so at that time they canceled Duke season which they were like the top dog number yeah. one like gonna run the town and uh we were supposed to get one of their recruits one of their top recruits cause a lot of people decommitted cause they weren't gonna go to Duke then mm-hmm. and we were supposed to get one of their top recruits um, but the Princeton coach at that time was like really well connected and called the head of our school and was like, you can't accept, can't accept this kid, all this stuff. Oh. So he didn't get him and he went back to Duke and I think won a national championship. Could have been a contender, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. But, uh, but, I mean, did that put a lot of pressure on you guys as a team though? Was the spotlight really on you, just, the, you know, I, to behave and... Yeah, I mean, we didn't. We, I mean, we didn't do anything really bad. We just drank. I've been talking to a lot of dudes who played like and, and girls like any I think anyone who played like D1 or really competitive sport in college I think they were like the most alcoholic people <laughs> really? I think there's like scientists have proven that because it's like work hard play hard and you're used to doing all out and like let me bang out 50 reps mm-hmm. with bench so then you get done and you're like I can crush 50 beers and yeah. right. or they're like Rachel and I who quit D1 sports right. to <laughs> drink alcohol yeah we opted not to play at all so we could just be D1 yeah. and drink we actually it, talked you know? about that on our other podcast yeah because yeah. I went to a D1 school and I like for some reason thought I could play like D1 softball and then I like tried to walk onto our club team which is like a prereq for, for that and yeah. I was like oh this is like serious intense. commitment but it's more about the commitment level yeah, yeah. and at that age and at that time and not having been recruited for softball actually just like being a walk on yeah. I was like I, I'm not I'm just gonna put it out there I'm not gonna do what it takes you know <laughs> yeah. just gonna float that one yeah. out there. Yeah. but I do think yeah but I do think it's, uh, it's very intense especially at a young age to be put in that pressure situation you know all right i got a funny one this was the worst part there was a lot of great things like i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it because of all the you know you learn you become character all that good shit yeah but this was the worst part i had dated my high school girlfriend for like the first year or whatever until inevitably it doesn't work out because you're long oh, yeah, distance everybody and, does who that, the fuck yeah. is jimmy uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i remember she went my coach was a meathead and like didn't do anything to make experiences cool like you know some coaches will organize so you go when you're here you'll go to some museum or a children's hospital or get spoken to by a cool leader or whatever he did none of that stuff so i remember our spring break trip we went to robert morris in pittsburgh and it was raining and shitty and my girlfriend was in cancun 
uploading oh photos of on like spring break? on party on spring break. Oh, and I have no. 48 hour rule because of games, you can't drink. Right. So I'm sitting in the freaking hotel in like some crappy hotel in Pittsburgh getting rained on, just looking and at the And that's such the wrong part of the state, you know? Oh, it was it was uh, not good. Just partying with like the best looking dudes <laughs> in Cabo or wherever the hell she was. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I did Cancun spring break and I won't tell you what happens there, but I'm sure you can imagine. Oh, it looks yeah. so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a little rapey there, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to get surgery from what happened to me in Cancun. What? You gotta yeah. have to share that. All right, um, now I need to know. <laughs> I mean, I, I just did sex on the beach, like the drink and nice, the actual thing nice. on my Mexican spring break. That was like on the. I was like, I am having sex on the beach. Do you remember like happened. a million years ago? MTV had this. Actually, is has less to do with my story, but like MTV had spring break yeah and yeah. it was like at the oasis or somewhere in cancun like that became like known for that i don't know but yeah we tried to stay there but anyway we didn't but that that'll come up later so i in when i was in cancun i want to say i was uh 19 i think i was with like 15 girls and i just remember like everything was like all inclusive and it was just like so much like such so, so alcohol laden everywhere you went Anyway, I, like, was kind of getting to the point of being blacked out, and I, I remember I was dancing on a table, um, and it was, like, at a bar, who the fuck knows where, and I was, it was, like, four feet, it was pretty high, it was high off the ground, it was, like, a high top, and I don't remember any of my friends being there, but I, all I remember is falling off the table, <laughs> and it didn't hurt, it didn't actually hurt, <laughs> and, like, to the point where, like, all these random new friends I had made by that point of the night had picked me up. Um, and I was like, no, I'm fine. And I like got back on the table. Oh, then I went to the Oasis or whatever that MTV spring break place is called. And after that, I proceeded to further whatever injuries I had sustained. I made them worse because then I blacked in and I found myself jumping on a bed. Blacked in. I've never heard that. Great. Great. Yeah, yeah, I blacked in and I was jumping on a bed. Didn't know any of the people I was with, but they all were very nice. And then Woke up the next morning, um, my body was like, t it, it hurt so bad. I took a bus back to my uh, resort or whatever, and um, all I remember is like yelling like pesos at him, because oh he was like, where are we God. going? And I was like, here's just like all the pesos. Like, I don't know, just like take me to my <laughs> take place. Me home. So the funny part of that story is, so then I go and all my friends are like, where were you last night? And I was like, I have no idea. And then I didn't know anything yet was wrong yet, because I was like still drunk. And then lo and behold, um, as the day went on, my ass started to get really black and blue. It wasn't even black and blue yet. It was like oh. colors that I can't even remember. Like it, it looked so horrible. To, it got to the point where I could not... Um, it hurt so bad that I called my mom from Mexico oh, and I was God. like, I need to go to the hospital and I don't know what to do because I'm like in Mexico. And my mother, being the Philadelphia tough love, yeah. um, crazy Jewish mother that she is, also trying to save money, she's like, Shannon? She was like, never, ever call me again from Mexico and tell me <laughs> you need to go to the hospital. And she hung up on me. So um, oh as we're all walking to the <laughs> bus great. stops those nighter because we would like catch the bus or whatever the public transportation was, 
I um I was I had to like I literally walked so slowly I could barely move because my ass was what so bruised. To it? What was it? Um, I just from falling and it was just mm-hmm. I just bruised it so badly to the point where and so everybody like where they're like ha ha Shannon broke her ass took it in the butt <laughs> you know and I'm like and it was just the funniest thing it, people were like trying to take pictures of my butt I mean it's like something you've never seen before it's like sports it. medicine magazine or something and like so then. I, it heals, everything's fine. I go back to America and live my life. And then I have these bumps in my lower back. So I had to go to the doctor to see, and apparently um, to see if I had, I had tumors, to see if I had, uh, oh if they what? were malignant or benign, I had to get one, I'd have surgery to get one Whoa. of them removed. And then when they removed it, they were like, this is what's called a trauma-filled tumor, which means that That's you serious. sustain some level of impact or trauma um and like that's but they're but it's not like a big deal you know what i mean as long as they don't like aren't near your spine yeah and i also tore some of the tissue in my hip which is called an astributal i always say it wrong astributal astributal labral tear (laughs) yeah that sounds right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so like that's why when i said indian style my one the leg wow. comes up Um, like 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 by my ear technical term for you fucked your ass up Yeah. yeah yeah but like not but like luckily like it was I did it to myself. Like right. I fucked my own ass up, you know. Like so at least no it, like nothing cr- creepy happened or something. So anyway, that's my story. No more spring break for you. No, I still went on the spring breaks after that. <laughs> of course, I went to Key West in the Bahamas. But did you ever have Much any more. major sports injuries? Since we're telling war oh, stories, man, I love but this is not a sports. I just want to make. Yeah, that for, wasn't a sports injury. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, no, that was Alex. A out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the only like one that sucked was uh, uh, there's a few things, but uh, I like one time after college we'd all play in these like I guess because lacrosse's pro uh, pro league is like fairly new and now it's like a real thing, but for the first few years it really wasn't. So it became a cultural thing where I don't know if this exists in other sports, but we would just have tournaments around America, and the culture was you'd go, you'd play in the tournament, and then you'd get just like rowdy as fuck at mm-hmm. night so they're all over they're in Vail and Miami and this one was in Lake Placid New York which is like a cool mountain whatever thing right um, and I got just fucked up one night and then fucked up on the field like cause lacrosse is like it's a very physical sport yeah. it's like hockey yeah. it's like football totally and a dude just put his helmet into my shoulder and I played for like six more months until I went to a doc and he was like you you fuck that thing up wow. um, but actually this is kind of cool one of the parents at Harvard Westlake, because it was like a very dialed community, I explained it, what was going on, and they connected me with some like ridiculous doc who did all Kobe's. Really? Uh, Kobe Bryant. Right. Uh, yeah. Just to not confuse As if there's with other the Kobe's. Co- not Kobe right. Smith. Yeah. Not Kobe <laughs> <laughs> but they did this thing where they took good blood from another area, I don't know where, and then swirled it around so it was like very pure good blood, and then he injected right in like. I've never. It was like such a deep pain, but he like injected right in like the exact center of the injury and put in the good blood, and then it was better like six months later. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Oh so this God. just happened recently, then? Because you well, like, it was like two years ago. Okay. It was like, yeah. Because you still play lacrosse, and you yeah. were just at a really cool like tournament or something. I you was. went to Europe. Yeah, what did you do? yeah. So uh, I don't know. Kind of cool. I basically 
found uh, uh, one of the dudes who I've played with and coached with moved to Switzerland. So last year he invited me out, or two years ago I went to the World Games and coached Team Argentina, helped out with them. Wow. And then last year I went to Switzerland and went around to their club teams. Wow. And then this summer, just like a few weeks ago, I went to uh, Poland, Slovakia, and then I played in a tournament in Bulgaria, which was really fucking cool. Wow, how yeah. was that? It was awesome. It was awesome. And it was the same culture where we, like, played during the day and, like, got <laughs> yeah. hammered at night. Yeah. Um, You're like, I can do this. I can yeah. do this. It yeah. was, uh, the hangovers were, like, it was so hot. Uh, it was so hot the <laughs> next bet. day. But, uh... What's the language barrier like? Is there a language what's, barrier? I mean, well, the sports is cool. a language that everybody can speak, which is kind of nice, you know. You're, but. You're, you're so right with that. And then also because in Europe, you know, they're so concentrated. You have all these European countries and all this. Yeah. Um, they've adopted the and, – and the sport is most big in America and Canada, so English. Right. They've adopted Eng English as like their lacrosse language. Whoa. So that was like, I was like, I'm such a piece of shit. You guys are literally <laughs> telling jokes in English. That's how well you know it. Wow. And I, don't, I know like hi in your language. Like I'm such a piece <laughs> of shit. You're so American. So American. That's such an yeah. American thing. That's so funny. What a cool experience. Yeah, seriously. So we. It's cool. So, you know, I have to say the only, um, ex so the experience I had at UPenn, uh, growing up was I went to their um, de uh, orthodontic school because my parents wow. were cheap so they didn't want to take me to like a real orthodontist so we went to <laughs> so, so students gave me braces oh my god hey you did look great yeah they thank you well wonderful. I mean it is UPenn you know and there I did go. know it was it's Ivy good. League but I just wanted to make sure hey you got it yeah you, know? you have Ivy League teeth I do have <laughs> Ivy yeah. League teeth yeah, yes yeah, yeah. so after you moved from uh, Philly did you come straight to LA or? I did pretty much I lived in New York I lived in Chelsea uh, with another lax nice. dude mm -hmm. um which was fun. Um, I, I always laugh because he was like, you know, like a lot of uh, some some of you in sports, and especially like I feel like now everyone's pretty open minded. But like even like just a couple years ago and more, like without like the internet as big as it was, like people are more closed minded or bigot or whatever. And like sports especially, it's like homophobic. Oh yeah. So I would always make fun of him. Like, dude, you know we're two dudes living <laughs> together in Chelsea. Like everyone thinks you're gay. He's like, no, don't be gay. Like no one thinks you're gay. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That's so funny. You um, bring up a good point though, like about oh homophobia God. in sports. Like that's yeah. something that, I mean, how much does that really exist and it's just like is it just not talked about like on your team like you just know and you don't address it or is it still very much like a closeted culture and they really are in fear of of playing and being gay i don't i mean Dude, do there's, you have, been, like, there's been a few lacrosse players in particular who have come out as gay mm -hmm. and honestly i think 99 percent of them if someone actually came up and said, hey, I'm gay, they wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. If it was like a human to, but I think just in like the culture of it. Yeah. I think it's like more fun for a lot of the dudes to like do gay shit, but like. But not really be gay. But not be gay. Yeah. Like, like there's just that makes sense. so many dick tricks. I can't even tell you. <laughs> dick tricks. Dick tricks. Like, What's a dick trick? It's just like, it's a thing in like guy, guy sports. They do the gayest stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Is, slap it, each other's is ass. a dick trick oh, yeah. where you put, where the guy puts his 
penis between his legs and makes it look like it's a girl. That's that is that's a great dick trick. And you okay. play with that's the balls and make it like a bat. Yeah. Yes, mm, all really things. good dick tricks. That's, that's yeah. a dick trick, right? Yeah, I feel like that's it. all. Yeah, that's all oh, male, yeah. male sports. Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do girls do anything like that? And they're like, magic, magic. Uh, <laughs> No. no. I mean, maybe sometimes girls make out to see if they're a lesbian or not. Tight, yeah. I mean, tight, that, tight, tight, tight. I mean, and in softball, yeah. they usually might be, sure. you know? Yeah. Like 99%. Yeah. 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 Um, like, am I a lesbian or not? Um, but that never happened to me, actually, until recently. But that, and I wasn't even playing softball. Actually, maybe that's my baller story. <laughs> yeah, that's your story. Um, but I, yeah, no, I don't think girls do that same stuff. No. Yeah. No. No. What did we do? We just like. No, I don't really like, remember. I, we drank a lot. I think. Totally. Yeah. I don't remember like looking at another girl's vagina. Like that's not a thing. No. You know? Like you're not like. Let me see no. what yours looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's no. kind of the same. With? Yeah. You know. I don't think so. No, but, I don't like, remember that. I remember when I went to like basketball camps as a kid. I played basketball in grade school. Cool. And in the summers, I would go to camps. And when I was like old enough, we like roomed with older girls, and they like sat us down and told us about like. How to ta- taught us like how to make out with guys, how to give a blowjob, like told in high us, school. No, this was in like grade school. Oh wow! Oh, like out. grammar school, like I don't know, seventh grade, eighth grade. Wow. So you're yeah. about twelve or something like yeah, that. No, but yeah. that's like when you're figuring all that stuff out, and they that's like good tutorial. explained everything, and I was like mind yeah. blown. You know, I was like <laughs> taking notes, like oh, I've got to remember all of Do this stuff. Do you think stuff, that you your know? grade school um, tutorial on how to give a blowjob today is still accurate? No. no. The times, man, they change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not accurate. I've learned some few things. I've learned some dick tricks of my own along oh, the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and not from sports, just from Not from sports. Life. From yeah, playing with balls. Everything from playing with balls in other ways, right? From sex in the city. Yeah, no. Yeah, I hey, actually learned a lot from sex in the There's city. There's a lot really? of good advice Yeah, on that there really me. is, yeah. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Girls don't do like. I don't even remember anybody teaching me anything valuable like that. Like I, I remember yeah. older girls being kind of bitchy and hazing, yeah, like younger girls, yeah, sure. you know. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. But I think there's still that camaraderie in the sport that bonded girls together um, at a tough time in girls' lives when they're in high school yeah. and, you know, just going through, like, insecurities and, like, body image things and, and uh, mean girl mm-hmm. stuff. I think that sports was always something that bonded us, oh, yeah. you know? For sure. So that was a, a positive thing sports that came out of it. Sports are fucking best. Yeah. Like, for high school kids and, honestly, any age, I think sports are the shit. Yeah. As a coach, what is it like for you coaching kids today? Like, what's that culture like? I mean, cause it was, we were talking the other day oh, yeah, about we were. how, um, what is it? Uh, it's just, um, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, the uh, cult- participation trophies. The culture is yeah, different. It's and so dumb. And it's such a shame because you're ruining the whole reason that you should be playing sports. Do you see you know? that in, like, the area where you coached, like, with participate or with um, that level of competitiveness that you're allowed to have or we all had at playing sports at that age is that diminished at all um i just think there's more of a stress to make you feel okay mm. you know like um and i you know like i get the the mantra of like you know everything's okay and all that like it is like we're all yeah. good but like you need that feeling of like i fucked up 
or yeah. I did it wrong and it's not okay. Yeah. Like, you, you, I think it's a good, you healthy learn feeling. From it, yeah. You know, that's what we were just talking about that, like, on another portion of our podcast. Like, you have to go through those types of challenges because, uh, in many cases, too, it's a team sport. It's not even like an individual. It's, I mean, wrestling is different because that's like an individual sport. Sure. But, like, mm-hmm. there's, but the majority of, of sports as a child, it's a team. So you're not like, losing by yourself either it's like learning how to work with a team like team skills learning how to like learn from your mistakes and like overcoming some level of adversity that I feel like has to help that helps you as an adult you know you have to like I this just popped in my head I remember one of the years we were going into this game and if we if we won it we won the league and if we lost it we would be in a three-way tie for the league and there's the, there's the bigger LA championship which is like 60 teams but then every it's just like any other sports broken into leagues with like eight teams right so I'm like if we lose this, we're going to be a three-way tie for out of eight teams. And I remember hearing some of the kids saying, like, either way we get, you know, we're going to – it's fine. We can lose this game. And I was like, right. I fucking promise you, if we <laughs> lose this game – I will turn down the triple crown. We're not splitting this shit. No, you don't yeah. all win. That's yeah. not how it works. Yes, Jimmy, come on. No. Yeah. Uh, you don't all get to be the CEOs. Of, yeah, you know, no, you're, you're so can't right. You can't win. There's only one. You're so right. So and like, forget that. You guys, think, you can't win if you don't win. Yeah. You <laughs> there it is again. You know Shannon I mean? truth. <laughs> Shannon with a Yogi Berra. Is there. I love like, it. The kids, like, most immediately, I would see, like, they would feel it with, like, girls. If, like... Not yeah. every, there's not a three-way tie for a chick, like you know. Like, no, yeah. no, no, not unless you're really lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Not unless you're really lucky. But so talking about sports, so you're involved with American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. We're excited to talk about that. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. It's awesome. Uh, I love the shit out of it. It's uh, so yeah. I'm doing so American Ninja Warrior on NBC. Uh, I host their new digital series called Crashing the Course, which Mm -hmm. I basically go around to, it's been uh, six cities, including Vegas Finals, and meet the different ninjas, and celebrities will come out, and then I'll try the course to varying degrees of success, usually not. Mm. Um, But uh, it's awesome, and like, doing that and really going into that culture, it's been so cool to see um, how intense it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, that's some ninja shit right it's there. It's some ninja <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. And now, like, I went rock climbing last night to get better. I went with uh, one of the ninjas named Natalie Duran, mm-hmm. who's like, and that's another cool thing about it. It's not like there's a guy's division and a girl's division, and it's like, you know, the, guy, the girls are doing well for the girl division. It's like, screw that. It's guys and girls competing on exactly the same course, and girls are kicking ass. It's amazing. It's really that. cool. Because yeah. think about it. I mean, who? I mean, it takes all these different skill sets, you know, and, and uh, this, like, elite level of athleticism to be a competitor yeah. in this. And for women to have an even playing field and to come out the way that it, they've been coming out that's we i'm so excited to talk about jesse graff because oh, she just like shit. killed it you know like yeah. um i just think that's so amazing but it also it goes back to something that rachel and i've talked about before which is you know women in professional sports i mean it is what it is we're built differently from a physical totally. standpoint you know that's why we you can only get to a certain level you know and 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 men have you know more opportunities obviously because of of the makeup of our bodies and all that sort of thing and then also the way that we're taught from a, from being children so to see someone kind of be an anomaly to that i think is really neat you know yeah and uh you know as you're saying that you're right because it's like 
the ninja athleticism, it's you can be any frame. Like there's mm-hmm. guys and girls. I mean, obviously Casey Catanzaro, who's not a tall person, uh, but there's also guys who are not tall too. Right. And there's girls who are and guys who are. So it's more of what you do with the body you got. Yeah. You know, which is pretty cool because it's an equal playing field. Though. Yeah. And like I've so Jesse, uh, who's just an awesome person, and I've gotten to be friends with her through all this. And one day she was like, "Hey, I'm down by the Santa Monica Pier." So I go down there and I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to like hang out. Next thing you know, we're like doing wind sprints in the sand and like climbing shit. You're like, shit. is this I'm your like, idea of hanging oh, out? Like, yeah. just like kick it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you... the case with all of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so like with Jesse in particular, so she just recently um, sort of made some strides, right, in the L.A. tournament. Yeah, yeah, she got farther than anyone else on the L.A. course. Oh, my God, I rewatched that. Awesome. Like, ten times. Yeah, she's badass. Yeah. Yeah. She makes it look so easy. Yeah. And And I'm like, oh, I could do that. And I can't even do, like, a push-up without being on my knees, you know? (laughs) That's what a lot of the the athletes do is they make it look easy, which is, like, that's the measuring stick for any sport, making it look easy. Right. But getting to the course for me was, like, it was pretty cool because even on like the fifth city and the sixth city, I would still be just in awe of, like it's a circus, like it, it's such a big course, and you look at an obstacle, and then towards the end, I was like, I was, I knew the ones I would do, and I'm like, all right, I know it looks big from here, but then I, w- I was like, and sure, it won't be big once you're on it, and I would get on, and I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> it's just like it's high and it's well lit, and you have like everyone looking at you, and it's like. It's an intense thing. All right, so which yeah. which ones have you actually? Which obstacles Oof. have you completed, and which ones are is like your challenge that you have to uh, get man. through it? Well, for time's sake, I won't say all the ones I didn't get through. Right, but Let's, tell us the ones okay. you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got through this one called the Giant Log, which is basically like you grip on this huge thing and it rocks you down. As uh-huh. you keep going, mm-hmm. um, the warp wall is my nemesis. Ooh, that's the one that Jesse beat. Right? Yeah, right? yeah, the warp yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a new warp wall too. Like, yep, they made it a uh, half a foot taller, which well, is that like a lot. thing. When I watched that, you att- you did you attempt that? I got that? one hand on it, and this was like the first, the second city I went to, and I wanted to, I, I want to go again so badly <laughs> to get it. Like, I, but I'll have to wait. I'll have to wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that looked. I mean, even that was a challenge for her. They were saying in the competition that this was like her biggest challenge, right? Mm. Because before she had fallen, I guess, yeah. and she didn't make it. And so when she made it, it was like that much bigger of a deal because it was like this is like nobody's doing this except yeah, for Jesse Graff. Yeah, she killed it. I mean, it's uh. They're, they do some things like I've gone and like trained with them on different things and it's just like especially the parkour people mm-hmm. like if you if you follow any of these guys like Jamie Ron on Instagram and all this stuff it's just like it's insane the mm-hmm. stuff they'll do they'll just be in like a dead stand and do like three backflips and just like, oh my god yeah. I can't even do a cartwheel no so I'm like you guys I can't even I do a know. forward roll without <laughs> looking like abnormal because of the hip problem okay right, from earlier from, from broke the ass but yeah. I mean I think it's neat because like who doesn't want to be a ninja you know right? I mean that's like pretty badass and pretty like badass, we were talking yeah. about we need to have like a fifth Ninja Turtle now that's like yeah. named after Jesse Graff. Yeah, because, that'd be cool. Yeah, because they're all boys, you know. All, yeah, we want her. I guess they are all boys. You don't really think of them as. Yeah, just April, but she's the reporter. Sure. But she's the only source to the humans, so they need her. They need they, her. Like, they the could add a, 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 a chick. But turtle. we need, and then they throw turtle. you out of throw like a complete left field. Uh, 
character in there that's a rat that eats pizza. Right, he's the bad guy. Also a dude. No, also Splinter's dude. not bad. Oh, no, not Splinter. Um, he's a rat, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then Casey Jones is a human. I, like, really am into Ninja Turtles. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, no, there needs to be a fifth one, and it needs to be a female, because yeah. we have a female I think it should now. be. Yeah. Back to what you were telling us about uh, the course, <clears throat> the, the obstacles yeah, that you... Yeah. Uh, have completed or wish to try again. Or whatever you want to say about the obstacles, you don't have to disclose if you've completed them or not. Yeah. And we won't judge you. I didn't. I'm like <laughs> training <laughs> now. Hey, but it's hard. It's like so it's, hard. You have to have grip and strength. You have body strength. Grips, your eggs, totally right. Functional strength. I mean, it's crazy. Grip strength was, is like, that's huge. Because um, like every sport I've done, and I'm sure like a lot of America, like a lot of sports you do is like, chasing a fucking ball around the field yeah like that's most of American athletics and, yeah. yeah so I think that's awesome about American Ninja Warrior 2 is it's given a quote unquote mainstream and central competition for all the for all these like let's call them periphery sports or like extreme yeah. sports parkour mm-hmm. and rock climbing and circus performing and like it's pretty nuts um, so it's awesome but uh, the first one I did Circus performing. It's true, though. There are. I'm, I'm telling you, there's people who've done circus. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a how Jessie Graff started out because yeah. I'm a little obsessed with her and I've researched her life. And she um, started off because she said to her parents that she wanted to go into the circus. Wow. And that's how she started training. So, I mean, there's a. it, it sounds funny, but that's a true thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. acrobats and, and yeah. gymnasts and Gymnasts everything. are awesome at it, too. Yeah. Rock climbers, I'll, I think rock climbers will always be the top. Just because they're so good at making their way on like really not good ground, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah. upside down, yeah, like exactly. And body control, yeah. yeah. Um, but the first one, so like I'm a athlete and like just a natural cocky American. So like I remember they showed me the first obstacle that I was gonna do in Atlanta. And I remember looking at it on, like, they have videos of the people testing it and what it is. And they're like, how far do you think you'll get? I'm like, I don't know. I could probably get, like, three quarters. Like, I'll hop off whenever you guys want me to hop off. I'll, like, (laughs) pretend I fell. and It'll be fun. We'll have a laugh. (laughs) And then I got there. And I remember, like, jumping on. It was these two kind of, like, a railroad track in the air of handlebars that you have to move down a course. And how you do it is push them up and over and up and over. And... I remember getting onto it and going to push. And this is the first obstacle I'd ever done. And it was a very difficult one. I will say that. It does it not sound nine. easy. So, uh-huh. yeah. And I remember going to push the first one up and over, like in an arc, and it didn't go. And I remember my first film was like, this shit's a lot tougher than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. They make it look so easy. It's yeah, crazy, like you were real. saying before. But it's just, it's neat because you can have all these different skill sets and in different sports like you were saying before like coordination just 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 like body strength yeah. or whatever if that's right but in, in this case like you have to be a real ninja grip strength like mm-hmm. like in, cool. endurance agility mobility like functional strength like it's crazy you know yeah and they're like mental focus is great and, and mm-hmm. all that I, I dig the shit out of it it's uh it's awesome i'm, I'm hooked i'm gonna try to get yeah. Better and better so I can stop getting wet. Every obstacle is above water. If you fail, you drop in water. Yeah. It sucks getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
It's a sign of failure. It splashing is. in the water. That splash and you're underwater and you're like, I'm never coming back up. No, this is that burn, yeah. 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 Um, so Alex, you are... You're, this is an amazing job that you have and mm-hmm. oh my god like I think a lot of us wish that we could go around and, and host American Ninja Warrior you know? <laughs> I mean I know I would just for the sole purposes of being coming BFFs with, with Jesse Graff yeah. true. Um, she's, I'm, I'm out like she's like all about Jesse <laughs> no she Rachel I would I would no you, you'd you still be up there you'd oh, be thanks. like in the top five. Oh good yeah well, Jess and good. I would have you over oh thanks yeah. you guys would, she could probably yes, cook she probably can cook me. like upside down or something <laughs> Yeah, um, so, so you're also pretty big into comedy. Um, yeah. So it's neat. You have you're like your portfolio um, of talents and what you're doing in the entertainment industry is like pretty diversified, if you will. Oh, that's very kind, Shannon. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's how we first met. Was yeah. uh, good good old stand up circuit. I don't remember where we first met. I don't either. Um, um, it was obviously <laughs> it was like obviously that, right? very memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably it was lightning and yeah. It was pr- we may have been in a show together. I actually. think so. I think it was something like that. It was probably like an O'Brien's or something mm-hmm. like that. So did you start off when like you moved to LA and you're like I'm gonna do this entertainment biz thing? Did you start off in comedy or ho- like how did I, like well, how did that? Evolve? I like look back at some of the photos I took right when I got here because I remember I. Th- I like landed and I was like, I'm gonna be like a werewolf. Like I'm gonna be in Twilight. <laughs> and I look at some of these. Oh my god! <laughs> I love your aspirations. <laughs> yeah. I look at some of these fucking photos I took right when I landed, and it's like me on a roof in a white tank top and like aviators in black and white. I'm like, who the oh fuck my is that? Like, it's just not me at all. And then I don't know. I. I I only I started doing stand up like after being out here for like two years. It was basically I was such a big fanatic of it growing up. I mm-hmm. love it. I still am a fanatic of it. And uh I just went up and it was like kind of it was either beginner's luck or being drunk or having <laughs> such a low bar of what success was. But like the first few times it was at the comedy store and I kinda like lied to get in. I was like, I was just in New York touring and Would I Would you do their open mic? Yeah, it yeah. was like, well, I got on this one where it was like a bringer show, but it was in their main room. And that's and the like, first time you ever did First time. Huge. In the main room? Wow, and, that's and, impressive. Well, the, the thing was, it was like, in that setting, it went well. Because oh, I was yeah, like that's sandwich. a great room. Yeah, yeah, I was like sandwich between good comics and it was on a good night and like I was telling funny stories that like my friends had always loved so I knew they were funny. And just for the viewers or listeners, we're talking mm-hmm. about the comedy store on Sunset which is like yeah. the most... Well, if not the most famous, if not the most famous right. comedy Santa. club like in America. I mean, yeah. yeah. And then and then following that, I did a few of like what is 90% of the shows for a lot of people, which is like bar shows or top of restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I just crashed and ate it so hard (laughs) because I didn't know what stand-up was. I was like telling the same stories but for like nine people who were like I'm not gonna listen to you fuck you right <laughs> like, they're like yeah. I wanna play darts yeah and you're exactly. talking put the music on yeah. shut up you're not funny go home it, it's exactly right yeah. and honestly only like the last nine but really like six months how I treated it with like respect and actually tried to learn why the fuck 
certain things work and don't and all that stuff. Well, and I don't think, and you probably weren't, to be fair, like completely disrespecting the art of stand-up. I mean, as a stand-up comedian myself, I think, and I talk about this a lot, it's a complete mindfuck. Sure. And you go through these ups and downs and then you perform in the main room. And I remember, like, the last time I performed in the main room, I'm like, I never want to perform anywhere else again. Right. Mm-hmm. Except for the comedy store, you know? Sure. Um, I mean, <laughs> but it's because it's ama- it is a great room. Yeah. And so, I think that's the what makes you so good, though, at, over time, is having the, these challenges of, like, small rooms and, like, catering to, like, these crowds where you're like, I don't even know, and, like, just trying to yeah. figure it out. And it, it challenges you to do crowd work and all that totally. kind of stuff. But it is hard. It's, it's really hard. And it, I think anybody that does it deserves a hell of a lot of respect because it takes a lot of balls to get up there you right. know yeah. but it is a mind fuck like have you ever woken up in the morning now I'm like projecting myself onto you I'm like do you do exactly what I do Alex I know this is my <laughs> from therapy you. from you, um, from you. but like you wake, you wake up and you're just like I don't even know if that was good like I think it was because people laughed and stuff but like I know, like a part of you doesn't need their validation to know who you are, but then a part of you needs their validation to oh, know you're totally. a good comedian, and it's just this complete mind. Well, there's warp, a very you know? like there's a very objective and a very loud or not loud measuring stick for if it right. went well, and it's like, did they laugh or not? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then yeah. some people will yeah. come back and validate you and be like, oh my god, you're so good. Will you do my show? And then I'm like, okay, one person, but then. But that doesn't always happen, and so it, it's hard. Oh, it's yeah. really difficult. But I think I think it's neat, and I think it's neat having all those different skill sets. Because I mean, we're we're sitting here talking about your hosting, mm-hmm. um, you know, endeavors, and stand up is, you know, you're a host in some comedy shows. Um, but they go hand in hand, the two. They do. They do. Jobs, yeah. they do. Do you think that stand up helps you in like hosting gigs? Definitely. I think. Um, you know, there'd be times when I would like go to the do the ninja thing, and and uh, in some because we would have to. This was a new series, and like the TV show is that's the main that 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 competition. That's what that whole thing is. Right. So we would have to shoot at different times, and there'd be times where I would have to do like stand up bits, not not in stand up comedy, but like talking to camera, and there was like you know a hundred people around, and like so it's like a little intense. Yeah. And I would the times following like a stand up show, it's like man, if you, if you can stand up and talk about your dick or whatever and make people laugh <laughs> yeah. and like it made those times way easier yeah so that, I, I that's think, like a point yeah I think just for like the, the skill of public speaking and all that mm-hmm. um but then again, like, you know, if you die at a comedy show and you're like, I'm just never going to speak again. Like, that's what yeah. I'm going to do. I'm just never going to talk. And yeah. you are going to die. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you, I mean, like everybody always tells you, you know, like when you first start out, like you're going to bomb and you're like, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to bomb. And then you bomb for the first time and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? What <laughs> just happened? I, am, am I terrible at this? Is like, should I change my whole life strategy? But right. it is, it is completely like a mind fuck. Uh, a parallel with sports, which is pretty funny is uh like I'll, I'll record the the audio and when i can i'll film any stand-up set but i would always laugh because in college and i joked around with the kids i coach you'd always watch game film back and like it's a great skill you see what you you know why things happen and all that good stuff but the trouble with film is like you do something in a game or on a stand-up show and you remember it in your head is like that was the fucking coolest thing ever yes but when you watch it back 90 percent of the time <laughs> oh. the good stuff you watch, you're like, that was like, all right. And the bad stuff looks so bad. Yeah. So. But that's because we put such a 
we you know put this filter on ourselves right yeah. and especially in the field that we all work in and even in sports like we're the our harshest critics i know i'm my mm-hmm. harshest critic always like yeah. i have to get into a special mindset when i watch any hosting footage i do because i'm like that was fucking awful and you, you know who holds their hands like, like we, yeah i'm like we can't put that out i can't put that out that's terrible and i like it's actually good but i'm yeah, like yeah. no that's all no we're not airing any of that yeah you know? but it's because you because we don't get a lot of feedback for one right and no or honest gonna, feedback i want to say yeah. and and then the other thing is is that like i'm with you alex and Rachel knows this about me. I have a 24-hour window where I can watch myself, uh, watch video uh, clips of myself doing stand-up. 24 hours. After 24 hours, I cannot stand no. it. Why? Will you, will you harp on it? or? I, I just, it's it's everything. Like, I don't know what it is because I'm still in that mode. So I, like, have the openness to, like, and I was just doing it. So I have the openness to appreciate what I just did. And, and then yeah. after that, I'm like, Ew. Yeah. I hate everything about all of this. I don't even like my voice. I think I have a terrible... So it's just like all this cr- crazy stuff, yeah. you know? You're really yourself. It's a lovely voice. What, it's good. Thank you. It won't, it'll, it won't sound good on this podcast, though. Or ever. <laughs> no, I'm Sounds just kidding. Great. But, you know, it, and it's not because I'm like... You know, I, I think I have a lot of confidence for a person. I've always felt that way and I believe in myself and I think even for somebody that does man I still have those doubts right mm-hmm. so it that's why it's hard because mm-hmm. I got into stand up later and, and meaning like it wasn't the first thing that I started doing after college and I think that it's probably everything happens for a reason because I needed to be you got the life experience and, yeah. I had mm-hmm. to because this is so hard so I mean like I said I commend you for doing that because you're doing things in all these different areas and building your different skill sets and I think that's super cool mm-hmm. you know I appreciate that it's it's fun I mean like um, I just I'm, I've been such a fan of stand up just because of I think it's so pure mm-hmm. it's literally just someone talking it's like that that goes back to like yeah. you know I'm not yeah. good with history but probably the beginning of time with some jackass well, you come know. on you went to UPenn I'm You're sure right. you actually you probably know. are I didn't say it did well it just... <laughs> he didn't major in history yeah. Yeah. economics okay. yeah there was one class I joked with buddies about this I had two classes one was like a lot of athletes and we heard that like it's, a, it's Ivy League school it's all that good stuff there was two classes I took that were the easiest and the most one of them was this stone hippie it was called from music to noise and we would listen to just different sounds he was so baked and we would just listen to sounds <laughs> and he'd say is that music or noise so it would be like one was like I remember this was like a helicopter like you know doing its thing into yeah. a toilet flushing and they're like is that music or noise? And then people would just be like, it's fucking music. Like, why not? (laughs) That was the class. That was the Ivy League class. Oh my God. That sounds awesome. (laughs) That actually sounds really awesome. Too bad we couldn't major in that class. Or too bad we we couldn't uh, go to Ivy League schools, Rachel. Things would be different for us, you know? Um, But uh, no, I think that's interesting and I like talking about just like doing all these different things in entertainment because I think, you know, you have to build those skill sets, right? And yeah. and if you if you could be doing like the perfect job, Ooh. um, this is like an interview right now, yeah, but it. like the, f- the perfect job in entertainment, like just all the things that you love about all the things, what would it be? <sighs> Ninja is not far off. Like yeah. that's pretty yeah. spot on, but it would be something with, I love hosting and I love like, 
I think like a game show. Like oh, I would, oh, I could see that. Would that. Be so, really, you would be so good. You have that voice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Cool. I fucking love. I like. I think back to be honest with you, just because you asked this question. I ran summer camps at Harbor Westlake and uh, on my own for lacrosse, and I would have to like do games for like. 50 kids and I was like this is this like that was like the training ground for yeah, it yeah that's hosted like, yeah. yeah no it totally oh, is Billy coming in like that was like, <laughs> like that's it like, you're like announcing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. but good like voice inflection yeah. so yeah I, I think you need it. that when you're gonna host a game show I would imagine uh, I, I don't know yeah. did you find uh, do you find a lot of correlations in your like having grown up playing sports and playing sports competitively that sort of training do you think it really translates into your world as a comedian and a host and not yeah. quitting and not giving up even though you guys both, both of you I mean it's really yeah. hard I don't think a lot of people really realize how hard stand-up is like i have no like no desire to do stand-up because i see and i'm just like i appreciate what you guys do and i'll come watch well, but i feel like you, do you think the sports if, background like kind of helps what do you think oh i was just gonna like, no you well i was gonna debate you saying oh. that you don't want to try stand-up because you told me you want to I mean, try stand-up oh, i thought shit. it was yeah. something that maybe actually, i should do just to like do yeah uh, especially i agree but maybe after this conversation rachel's like i'm fucking not doing yeah it, i'm like the you more know? you guys were i'm like <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'll just do what I do here. We might do like a co-host at yeah, some point. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't if know. Rachel decides she wants to, I it's go back totally and forth. Hosting the shows, uh, stand-up shows, I think is sometimes tougher than doing the actual it's sets. It's so much mm. harder. Yeah. I think it's way harder. But we talked about co-hosting, so like not having Rachel do an actual open mic is like her first like... No, it's... A, yeah, it's no, because she's not trying yeah. to become like a stand-up comedian. I'm here, I'm talking speaking yeah, for her no, as okay. your like <laughs> spokesperson and representative but what we talked about is because i host a couple uh comedy mm -hmm. shows yeah and rachel and i are doing a comedy sports podcast is, and other things with playing with balls is having her come on and co-host with me so there's a it's bit a of a safety idea. and numbers thing there right. and playing then with ball show yeah, yeah but then like. also having like her yeah. just kind of experience have that experience if nothing else and then but it's like a little safer than like an open mic or like doing like right. her own host set and trust me i would all day long rather be doing a set i yeah i, See, host, I like hosting i mean i just did a, a yeah thing i do too but like not in the stand-up stand world really? it's different ah. it's really different because you're you're taking the bullet Right. You it's take hard. the bullet, and then you're kind of you're doing your time. You keep going back, back, back up, mm -hmm. uh, and you're kind of doing your time when it like is the appropriate time for someone to order a drink or right. No one's talk really to listening. Their yeah. Oh, people are still at the bar when I'm up there doing my host set. Right. Yeah. You know, and then they're sort of like, "What's this show all about? Like, who are you? Like, you haven't like when they're really because like there's money spots in any lineup, and those money spots are like, say you have like seven people, it's like third spot, fourth spot, fifth spot. Like those are the great spots, and then it go goes from there. But like. Like, number three is, like, a money spot, I would say. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not number three when you're hosting. <laughs> right. You're just telling people what's happening. Yeah. So you're you're the one responsible for setting the tone for the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a bad host or that's not funny, and I say bad host by saying they're not funny, mm -hmm. they do a bad host set, and then it sets a terrible totally. tone for everybody. So it's a lot of pressure. They say take being number one in a lineup is a lot of pressure, but I think hosting is it's harder because you're really the one taking the yeah. bullet, yeah. you know? And even though people are going to laugh, they might not be ready yet for you. Mm -hmm. They're not you're, ready. Like you got, your job is to get them ready, but they're not ready. So like when your validation is laughs, 
they're not really even there yet because it's just, the right. be- you know, it's hard. See, I think it's for hard. me, that sounds like a cha- that sounds like kind of a fun challenge for me as a host because, like, I mean, I was just doing uh, hosting at this big conference and cool. I was up on a stage in front of like seven thousand people. Damn, homie. but that doesn't like freak me out. Like, it doesn't freak me out or anything, and I make. So I can crack a little bit of jokes, but it's the corporate world. So I, you know, I got to kind of keep it, you know, you get, there's yeah. that like fine line. Um, but I can't hear the crowd. So like I made a joke and I'm like, I think not, no one heard anything I said, you know, but I just have to keep plowing right yeah. through. Yeah. But it, the, some people probably heard it, but I like that because that, uh, if I'm going to do it, I probably would enjoy hosting the comment, like well, doing the hosting side of it. I I'm would not say, saying I'm funny or anything, oh, but... <laughs> no, I think you're I funny. Just, I just I, think it it's... It would be a good challenge for me to, like, work on yeah. how, to, how to better connect with an audience sure. just as a host, because that's, like, my MO, ultimately. It know? would be a it would be a great challenge for you as a host, because yeah. the content of the show are people that are there to make people laugh. Right. So it's, like when you're doing it in another world like in my corporate job like mm-hmm. I was doing it in another world where I was the only one that was funny as a host and I'm not saying this is what you're saying but like so I was like the comic relief because mm-hmm. people were there to like public speak on content right. that wasn't funny so like I got I was the only person that got that opportunity well in this case it's like you're the one sort of warming everybody up for what they know they're there for mm-hmm. so it's it is a great challenge yeah. but I I think it's a tremendous skill set to mm-hmm. host a comedy show and I still don't think I'm all the way there yet I think I'm like pretty good yeah, but I don't are. think I'm great yeah. you but know it's good. I think it's a good <clears throat> you know it's a good thing to want to be better and all that good stuff you yeah. know yeah. To speaking of which you host a really good show because I just did your show yeah mm-hmm. it's fun oh that show's awesome I had no idea I didn't know yeah. I, thought, I mean like I knew it was going to be good because you host it but then I went and I'm like this <laughs> show's fucking great it's fun it's, uh, it's called Fridays at Malo uh, it's every Friday at Malo. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we tried to be great... right to the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not confusing. It's in, uh, it's in Silver Lake. I do it with another funny comic named Eric Hahn. Oh, he's so funny. He is great. I told he's him he great. has better dick jokes than my dick jokes. <laughs> She's got good dick jokes. You got, do, you got, you got good dick jokes, too. We all, we all love but good dick jokes. Eric Hahn has good dick jokes, too. He's got too. good dick jokes. Yeah. He, uh, I think he's gay. Uh, I'm not oh. <laughs> He's a gold star, yeah. He's a gold star gay. Uh, uh, I've never, I haven't even met a lot of gold star gays really? in my day. Yeah, I and I have a lot of gay friends. They're rare. Yeah. He's, rare. he's a rare breed. He mm-hmm. is a unicorn yeah, in the gay he's world. He's a great one. Gold stars, for people who don't know, are, <laughs> are people who are uh, attracted to the opposite sex and who yeah. have never had sex. No, the same no, sex. The same sex, and they've never had sex with the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah so he's never. Bread. Yeah, yes, he's would. never yeah. been with a woman. Right. You guys, uh, can I segue real quick? Because so I just want to say that um, Rachel, uh, Alex, and I are sitting in the pitch dark now. It did yeah. Really did you guys notice dark. we're just sitting in the I'll dark? Like the last minute. So yeah. this might be a good time, yeah. just because we can't make eye contact really to tell our baller stories. <laughs> this is <laughs> baller time. stories are our, you know, our. We have so much fun with this because it's stories that we we have our guests tell and that. Rachel and I share and Rachel and I don't tell each other in advance what we're going to talk about because no, so, we know good. each other so well and they're usually like that's a more personal story mm-hmm. or like you know dating stories are a lot of what we talk about or whatever but like it's like juggling all the balls of life so we're yeah, talking about all these other balls. things mm-hmm. you know professionally personally sports college you know all the things you're doing and then there's this other element which is like 
social dating. So, yeah. so I guess I would ask Alex if oh, you could think man. of like a baller story, yeah. like you know that has something to do with dating or like whatever. That's just like a good story. Like what? Well, well uh, the quick uh, you brought up dating. I remember this is, uh, and then I'll tell. I think the uh, I think I think the most hungover one, but. Uh, I remember I was on a date with a girl and we like just met and went on a date and it was like going okay and she like asked about like it was one of those you ever been on a date where people ask like really intense questions oh like, yeah like how, what was your childhood yeah, like yeah yeah so what's she your was, relationship like, really? with your mother totally. like yeah, so she like, was like do you want to have kids and she was like do you care if it's a boy or a girl <laughs> on a first date yeah and we were like oh having margaritas and I was like oh I don't care if it's a boy or a girl like as long as they're athletic yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember and I was like I'm laughing but I'm serious and I remember she was like that's a horrible thing to say and we just didn't talk the rest of the that's dinner that's not a horrible thing that was no. funny I, mean, like, I was like I love them no matter what like as long as they're athletic that's what? like the perfect answer <laughs> well she sounds like she sucks she did suck yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, the most hungover, this is the most maybe hungover I've ever been. So last summer, I went and I was coaching in Switzerland, and, like, those dudes fucking drink. Like, That's funny, because I can't remember the most hungover I've ever been. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think you might have still been drunk. That's Probably. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep this going. was This was when the hangover set in. Mm -hmm. But I, I would go around the different cities every night. Uh, I'd meet the guys on the team. I'd coach them, and then we'd rip up the town. It was awesome. And one city, I really hit it off with the guys. This team, the Olden Saints, and uh, they were like, what are you doing Saturday? And I'm like, well, Saturday I'm supposed to go up to this mountain called Kur and stay with the mountain people mm -hmm. because Sunday they, they're like, really want to practice all day. That's all I know. And they're like, no, you're not doing that. You're going to come back here Saturday. We're having a banger. Like, our buddy's birthday. He's a bartender at this club. Like, you got to come back. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> so I come back and we go so aggressive. It's like we have another practice, but like really we just practiced a little bit and then go. And I like hadn't been that outrageous in a while. Like I was being loud American doing that whole like broy gay like I remember yelling out like the thing about being a power bottom is you got to give it your all. Like <laughs> I was like being ridiculous. I was like, you ever blow a guy and be like, am I gay? Like just being ridiculous. God, like, you God. sure you were gay with your roommate in Chelsea? Are you yeah. sure there is a better player? I mean, he's a lacrosse player. So, yeah. you know. uh, the gays, you know, we're the gays. Uh, so anyways, the next morning I wake up and the dude who was supposed to connect me onto the trains was passed out his boxers on the floor. I'm like, I got to figure this one out. I'm already late. I get on a train. I get up there like three hours late. It's my last city. So I come, I have like my end of the trip clothes. So I'm mm -hmm. like wearing like kind of like ratty shit. I, I got like all my luggage, my like wheeling luggage, which is already broken. And in the other cities, we just played in a field. But the mountain people, I'd heard they were intense. They rented out the courtyard in the center of town. So it's like a beautiful, gorgeous, in the middle of the Swiss Alps, courtyard and they were having I swear to god Alex Weber lacrosse day no and I showed up three hours late <gasps> so hungover looking hungover <laughs> and I like got there and no one bless their souls no one was like hey it's okay they're all like you're a piece of shit right. <laughs> and I was like um, alright well let's do it and I like I remember going they didn't like have a bathroom so I remember like going off into the woods and peeing and just like slapping my face and I'm like you're not hungover starting now you're not hungover you go oh my like, god so I was like alright let's do this and I get back and I was like let me warm up a goalie cause that's like I'll, it'll get me going yeah and I shot one in the goalie and missed and the goalie came up and this is the nicest way anyone has ever said you're a hungover piece of shit he goes mm -hmm. 
Why don't you sit down? You're very dehydrated. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it ended up being all right. No but, one has uh, ever in my yeah. life told me I was dehydrated. No, was that's so funny. Way, that yeah. is such a nice way of saying that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love that story. Alex, that's a great story. That's great. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, good hungover. Do you have a baller story you want to share? Hungover I'm, like, stories. trying to think of a good... I feel like I have I have good... so many, but like I said, I, it's tough for me to remember my hungover stories. Do you want stories. to share your story, your recent story? spring break. Uh, what, being, you like I, well, I guess you're like baiting me. To do I mean, that. you don't have to. You know. I don't know if I'm ready to talk right, about this yet. But no, I can talk about it because we're talking about gayness. Yeah. Um, so I have never had like a lesbian experience or anything like that, really, like ish, but not really. And um, and I um, so just like this last weekend though, I. I don't know what happened to me. I was at a work event and I woke up. Um, no, I, 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 all the last thing I remember was this girl. I'm going to change her name for whatever. Let's call her Tasha. (laughs) (laughs) That's her name. Tasha shows up at the party and Tasha is always is like this girl that's always been like very excited about me for like years like and I don't know I mean but like I'm not I'm, but pe- like I, w- I don't want to say like be like cocky or anything but like I feel like sometimes people like are excited about me mm-hmm. and I'm excited about them like fuck I'm an yeah. extra extra yeah. person you know like I like I'm I don't need I don't need to, to, I don't need to fucking yeah. sell myself you guys but you know what I'm saying like it's <laughs> it's one of those things where like but I have never really reciprocated Tasha's enthusiasm for her so, and I have tons of friends in in the industry, but, like, some people I'm just like, eh, whatever. So I consider her, like, an eh, whatever, but, like, she's always extremely excited when she knows we're going to be in the same place, and she, like, is like, we got to get together. One time she, well, I'll tell that story later, I guess, but anyways, uh, she, so she's this person I've known for a while, and I'm just like, you know, you're a person I know, and that's it. So, um... So she texted me this past weekend and she's like, hey, I know you're going to be here. Um, I'm really excited to see you. Like, I can't wait to see your face. And I'm like, again, I don't I don't really talk like that to people that I'm not (laughs) as excited about. But I'm like, cool, like whatever. I don't really think anything of this for five years. So she shows up at this party late night that I'm at. And I the last thing I remember is her face. And that's it. And, and I don't really oh, wow. black out. Like, no, she, she doesn't. She no. can drink, but no, I she doesn't my, black out. I get drunk, don't get me wrong, but, like, I don't black out. No. And I also don't get sloppy. Like, I'm not a sloppy a She person. can still walk and, like, get... Yeah. Like, I can even like, be can, so drunk and have a conversation with you. And, like, for the most part... It's not slurred. You, you really don't <laughs> even... You don't even really know if I'm drunk. I mean, the content might be weird, sure, but, like, sure. the actual <laughs> delivery of it's it is, like, normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the next thing I remember is like waking up, it's like pitch dark and I'm like, I I just thought I had a dream about water. You know, you're so hungover, you're so drunk, you have like dream about water. You're like mouth is under a waterfall and then you're like, oh my God. So where is that waterfall? So I remember like cracking an eye and being like, oh my God, I need water. And I don't even think I said it out loud. And then somebody hands me some water. So I roll over. And it was Tasha. And it was Tasha. <laughs> and I was like, I had this moment where I was like, oh my god, oh my god, am I, a, am I a lesbian now? Like, am I? This is, is this what I'm doing? Like, am I doing this? Like, I don't know why you're here. Like, I, yeah. I had literally no idea. 
So I wake up in the morning and she's not there. And I'm like, okay, thank God. And I stayed with my co- my friends slash coworkers, just super professional. And I, I got I come out in the morning and I'm just I am so hungover. Like I feel like there are like my brain does not work. You yeah. know, I'm like I gotta go to a, do all these things. Like I don't even know. And I just um, so the guy comes out, uh, my friend's fiance, because I stayed with a couple, and he goes, so where's Tasha? Oh man. <laughs> and I was like, uh. I don't know. I don't even, like, know if she slept here. I don't think she did. But, like, did I wake you guys up when I came home last night? And he goes, uh, she totally slept here, number one. <laughs> number two, uh, you didn't wake us up because we were up. You ate all my chicken fajitas. <laughs> and then she's, and then my, my friend came out, and they were just hysterical. They were like, Shannon, you couldn't even speak English. We asked you. Uh, questions about like the night and Tasha was answering for you and we don't know who the fuck this girl is and and I'm like I don't know her that well and they're like and they got really freaked out because they were like oh my god we thought she was like your best friend and I was like no I don't even remember her like it was just it was like a mess okay the point being and I guess the the point is is that when Tasha asked me if I was ready for bed all I could do was just give a thumbs up (laughs) I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even like a thumbs up. You know what I mean? And That's then they, and then girl. Tasha put me to bed, and then that's the last they saw of me. Oh and so yes, she did. I was like, I we still don't really know. No, what we happened. don't know. We don't know. And so I'm like, why don't you just ask her? Like, I don't want to know. You know what? You guys sometimes like there's just things in life that, that you want to know, and then there's things that you don't want to know. That bird and if away. I'm a lesbian, I kind of don't want to know because if I want if I'm a lesbian, I'd like rather make the choice to be one right. than to like have been like so that one time Shannon got date raped or whatever <laughs> it, it was by like her friend Tasha Tasha stole your free will yeah, yeah and so like, like I don't I mean I don't know what to do with that you know what I mean no, no. so that's my baller story I don't know if I was really ready to talk about I'm that sorry. yet but I'm coming out you didn't have to with my baller story oh, no bad. it's fine it's, like, when no, is Tasha coming over yeah let's meet this no Here okay that was the other part of my story that I was going to tell earlier so this so I'm thinking back about Tasha and I'm like and, and I'm like you know because they were like you know why does she tell us all your best friends she told she yelled at one guy when we got in a cab he told me later he, he, he said she said I was manhandling you Shannon you know I'd never manhandle you I was like no I mean I don't even remember this like what the fuck and um so like I definitely got chloroformed you guys like I mean I'm not even kidding by Tasha but so I'm thinking back on a, like our friendship and there was this one time um like five I don't even remember but like when I had first moved to LA like years ago where she texted me and she was like Hey, like, you know, blah, 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 I'm going to be in L.A. and I, like, want to stay with you and, like, hang out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I remember be- being like, because I don't like, I don't like it when people are, like, trying to infringe on my space. You know, like, right. you know me. Like, I'm not, I don't like that kind of stuff. So I, I remember being like, oh, wait, okay, so you're visiting somebody else in L.A. and you just want to, like, grab a drink? Is that what's happening? She's like, no, I, like miss you and I want to like come see you and stay with you it's and like, like visit you stranger. and I it's was really like intense. and I remember I never answered her because I was like I'm sorry mm-hmm. like maybe it's an east coast thing but I'm like I don't know you that well yeah. you can't like I'm not that, that friendly okay <laughs> like I'm nice but I'm not like yeah. you know I'm not you can't stay with me so I never said that to her I just thought it in my head and then I never texted her back so I'm thinking this girl was trying to stay with me but I barely knew her then so She's totally a lesbian rapist. Yeah. 
But I feel like nothing happened to me. Like, I didn't feel weird. But, like, how would you even know if a girl raped you? You don't hear a lot about lesbian rapists. Well, that's the whole thing. That's the whole Catch-22. I don't think you have indication if... Do you want to go... If, if, well... if a girl has done something to another girl. So that's that's my baller story, guys. That's Tasha barking. <laughs> Tasha's here. She's in the form of a dog. It's Callie. You're up for baller. I know. I'm debating between going my telling my lesbian story, which is a lot different than hers, okay. or a blackout story. I think... I think I'm going to go blackout. I think blackout. Sure. I'll, I can t- tell you I think you there's tonight. a lot of disappointed guy listeners who are like, tell the fucking lesbian <laughs> Alex, Alex included. I'll yeah. tell a lesbian story one day. It's a, it's a good one. But, um, so I, we got one lesbian story for this podcast. Yeah, okay. one, one lesbian story is good. So I, uh, in college, I went to college in New Orleans, and I drank a lot, and I partied real Woo. hard freshman year, but I got straight A's, because that's what I did. And I uh, would go out every night. I went out, and I remember I really wanted to like hook up with this one guy, and he had a horrible name. I don't even, I don't even want to like give him the credit, but like he, you had to say his name. His name Come on, Zeke. Ew. Right? <laughs> Terrible. So I don't even think that was like his real name. He was probably like John McCallan the Faith, and they called him Zeke or some stupid shit. But um, or, or his name was just Zeke. Or that was really his name. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, so I really wanted to hook up with him, and I remember that. And I went out, and we did. We I came back to his place, and we hooked up, and then oh I went God. back up to my dorm, and I went to bed. And I woke up the next day. And I kind of, like, didn't really remember everything. And I remembered I lost a pair of underwear. And then I, like, stretched. And I cracked my toes. Like, when I, like, wake up, I always, like, stretch. And I cracked my toes. And I was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck is that? And I looked down. My toe is, like, black. It's, like, double in size. Oh, and God. I, and I'm like, what the hell? How did I break? My, I, like, broke my toe. I'm like, how did oh, I break my toe? Man. My roommate, she's like did you fall down like walking home and like no I didn't fall down like I nothing happened like I don't know so I'm like well I don't really know how this happened so we go to brunch I'm we're I'm like still trying to I'm like how did this happen I don't remember what happened go to brunch sit through brunch can't figure it out go back to our room we're like talking with people and all of a sudden, I had, like, a memory oh. flash from, like, being so wasted you, and a moment of clarity. I blacked in. You blacked in. I blacked in, and I was like, oh, I remember what happened. I was, he had a, the bottom bunk, and I was on the bottom, and I remember I needed leverage with my legs, like, in the air, and I latched my feet, like, Ninja Warrior style, into <laughs> the bottom, like, grate, you know? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. It's, like, like black, the yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I, like, grabbed on with my feet so I could have leverage, and I snapped Wait, my toe you, in there. You guys having sex? Yeah. So you broke your toe... Having to, sex. To, ...to pound harder. Yeah. <laughs> I took one from... I, like, did all I needed to, to do have to sex like a ninja. Better. They did. I had sex like a ninja. <laughs> better than a lesbian story. I, yeah. Like, I did. And I was like, oh, that's... Yeah, because I have happens. no validation if I had lesbian sex, so I can't, you know... But you at least remember one thing. Yeah, because I was like... It, like, he had, like, silk sheets or something disgusting like that. So I was, yeah, like, Zeke. moving all was, around. Of course he did. His right. name was fucking Zeke. So I was, like, sliding all over the place you know and it was and we were wasted it was like not working and i needed to like grab onto something with my feet See, you broke your toe having I sex with zeke in a bunk bed you sued over those damn silk mm. sheets silk sheets and i then he stole great. a pair of underwear i'm pretty sure he stole them like 
sounds like a Zeke move. Yeah. <laughs> they were cute, too. It was a shame. But what are you going to do? But yeah, so I had Ninja Warrior sex. Bless your soul. <laughs> God. My mother can never listen to this. Yeah. I mean, just like, no, it's Zeke not. somewhere, Zeke and Tasha are listening together. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're You know what? They should now. fucking date. You they know should. what? Those two creeps. Ugh. You know? I, I, I think he was kind of gross now that I'm like trying to remember. I think Tasha's like. totally gross. But it makes for a good story. I'm always yeah. in it for the story. That's Here my MO. Yeah, like, I'll like stick that. with it for the, for the, if, if it's like a weird situation, I'm like, oh, but this is going to be a really yeah, good story yeah, yeah. to tell yeah. Yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So let's do it. Well, anyway, that's it. Thanks so much for being here. Well, yeah. We'll end on that note. Yeah. On Zeke and Tasha. And uh, Alex uh, being drunk as balls in, in <laughs> Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, Zeke and Tasha can follow me on uh, <laughs> anyone else at, uh, at I'm Alex Weber. Uh, one being Weber and I'm AlexWeber.com. Uh, or come to Fridays at Malo. Uh, yeah, and, uh, Silver Lake. That place is yeah. the shit. And watch uh, NBC American Ninja Warrior. Uh, Facebook and, and Instagram and all that Follow stuff and crashing the as course. if you yeah. need a reason that's the <laughs> right show ever yes. and also we'll post Alex's social media on our social mm-hmm. media when we post this podcast yes. so and you guys know to follow us on at playing with balls I'm everywhere Facebook everywhere social, uh, Facebook social media Facebook Instagram Twitter and uh, our own personals I'm at lady on TV because my last name's too hard to spell and I'm at <laughs> Shannon Lee comedy so thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Woo! Alex. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Thanks. Playing with balls. Thanks yes. for playing with our balls today. <laughs> and letting us play with yours. Yes. Always.